and welcome to the Heavy Pages podcast, a safe space for women struggling with an unexpected and unwanted separation or divorce. I'm Josie, your host, and I too have been where you are. It was a crushing time in my life, and to help me cope, I kept a journal. In this podcast, I cracked that journal open to share with you those raw, emotional, and sometimes pretty embarrassing entries. I take you with me on a deep dive, analyzing my thoughts and feelings now that I have some perspective. My mission is to share with you some of the pitfalls that extended my journey to healing and to offer support, validation, tips, and tools to help you push past the heavy pages of your own journey. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Heavy Pages. I hope you're all doing well, and I want to start by saying thank you to everybody who's been listening and everyone who has reached out, sharing their thoughts and support for this podcast. I'm really enjoying it. I'm learning a lot about myself and hopefully helping other women that are going through separation and divorce so that they see that, you know, they're not alone, that we all all in our heads sometimes, and we all have similar thoughts, but hopefully by the end of this podcast series, you'll see that there is hope and the sun does shine on the other side. Looks like this is entry 11 for Monday, March 29th. Well, I have not been, well, I have not written in the last few days. Since Saturday morning, where I learned a few things about myself and Guy. Then I went shopping with my boy. I bought this book that I love. It is called You Can Be Happy No Matter What. It is one of the best books I have ever read. I think I have and will continue to learn a lot about it and can make my life much better. It has kept me in good spirits these past few days, even though I am getting sick again. I'm getting sick of being sick. You know what I mean? I did not get to work out like I wanted to, but I am also not eating a lot, so that's good. Well, anyway, I am starting to feel a bit bummed out tonight, and from my book, I know it's normal and that if I ignore it, it will go away. I'm going to do my best and try. I worked on business stuff today, and that was good. I'll be taking some photos on Wednesday as long as I'm feeling a bit better. So that will be nice, little bit extra money. Also, I have a date with Guy tomorrow. We are to go out and spend some time together, trying to reconnect. I'm a bit out of sorts. I don't know why. I guess I feel that so much time is being wasted being away from each other. I know I need to let time work things out. And I gave Guy the same book I bought. And if he reads it, I think it will help him and us a lot. I think I'm just missing my place today. You know, it is... The second time I'm sick and I just feel like I do not belong any place. I just know it is just a feeling and I know not to let it rule me, but it's hard. I miss my home and my life. I want it all back. I want it all back now. Right now, darn it. I know. I know that cannot happen. Still, that's how I feel. Well, only 18 more days until our retreat. I'm hoping he goes to the next meeting and I will suggest it later. Not during our outing. I also would like to get back to exercise because I have missed it a few times and I need to keep it up to meet the new and improved Josie. I need to work on the business and on myself. 
Those are my main goals right now. But I can't do much until I get better, and I need to get better. I would like to get better by tonight, because that way I can have a nice date tomorrow. I want to have a nice time. I want to talk and be in a good mood and try in a small way to get him back. I'm trying not to think too much, or better yet, not to pay too much attention to my thoughts, because I'm feeling down at the moment. And that means things look worse than they are, or more like I cannot think straight. I'm going to stop doing it. Just remind myself that if things are over between me and Guy, my life will go on. And just 18 more days till I can start making plans for my future, one way or another. No need to think or overthink till then. Okay. Well, there you go on that one. So let's see what stood out. First of all, the book. You can be happy no matter what. I'm going to look up and tell you in the show notes who is the author of this book. But from what I remember, it was a really good book. And really what it does is it helps you control your thoughts. So every time a thought pops in your head about, for me, it was what's going to happen now? What's my ex doing? Any sort of things like that, that it would teach you how to focus on your thought and switch it. Or turn it off because you have control of your brain. That's basically a very simple way to explain what the book's about. But that's kind of what it is. It's not like self-help mumbo jumbo too much. It's more like here are some exercises to help you when you're thinking about things that you don't want to think about. And I found that it really helped me switch my thinking when I needed to. So that was a good thing. Of course, I then see, hey, let me buy a copy for Guy so that he can hopefully, you know, switch his thoughts too. And maybe this will be great for us. But who knows what thoughts he was having? Maybe he was having thoughts of like, uh, (laughs) I don't know, thoughts about not wanting to be with me. And he didn't want to turn those thoughts off. So the book was of no help to him. Anyway, you know, this was me going over and above to try and help him back to me. And then I see that we have a date planned. And I'm not really calling it a date. It looks like I'm calling it an outing. So, yeah, an outing. I don't really remember how that went. I guess we're going to find out in the next uh, journal entry because if it's the next day... According to this entry, we should know something pretty soon. I don't think we did a lot of dates after that, to be honest, that I can remember. Maybe I have it all blacked out. I do know that we went out with our son a few times because I wanted him to see that we got along. So I was getting sick. Well, you know, with all the stress that was going on, it makes sense that, you know, I would continue to get sick because my immune system just wasn't doing its job. I had all this other stuff going on and I totally get how I missed my house. I loved my house. As I had mentioned previously, I regret that I walked away from my house. I wish I would have done more to keep it, but it just was not meant to be. And I'm lucky. I'm very lucky that 
there was a place for me and my son to stay, that my mom's house was available. I am grateful a hundred thousand times for that. If it wouldn't have been available, I would have stayed in my house. And who knows, you know, I see a lot of people that are separated, but they live in the same house. And I don't think that I could have done that at that time because I do remember that he was living the single life out, hanging out and taking salsa lessons and going to the tanning salon. I don't think that I, with my personality, could have lived there and watch him do all these things without just causing more fights and drama for us. So it was right that we were not together, but it was not right that I left my house. I will regret that I should have stayed in my house. He should have been the one to leave. I didn't need to make that accommodation for him. I, I just, I was being too nice. It was pointless. It was silly of me. I'm not going to say he didn't deserve it, but he's the one who wanted to break up. He should have gone and lived with somebody else. I shouldn't have moved my son away. But again, this comes back to my low self-esteem. And I do remember that in those times I would be like, well, I don't pay for this house. I don't have any money. This isn't really my house, even though my name is on the lease and even, I mean, mortgage. And even though we only got the house because I wanted a house, otherwise he would have been perfectly fine in the little apartment because he had no real ambition. But I would tell myself, no, it's not my house. Oh, well, if we got to go, I'm the one who has to go because I can't afford to pay for it. And that was just the wrong way of thinking. Yes, I could not afford it. That is true. But you know what? I couldn't afford it because I was raising our son. I was taking care of our son and I was doing 90% of the work, 90%. And this is, you know, I'm just going off on a tangent, but I feel like what, I, I, I didn't pull my weight, but that's not true because I even sometimes would have to ask him to do me quote unquote a favor of giving the boy a bath. And it's like, it makes me mad now. And when I hear other people, I'm like, why do you have to ask for a favor? This is your child. This is his child. He's not doing you a favor by giving him a bath. He's doing his job as a parent. So, yeah, I did a whole hell of a lot in that house, even if there was no money exchange for it. So I shouldn't have felt like I didn't deserve it and I shouldn't be there. But I did. It was part of the whole losing myself in the marriage and letting myself not have the value or station that I deserved. And so when I'm sick and at my mom's, I'm sad and depressed because I don't have my house. And there you go. The countdown to the retreat. How many more days did we say this time? 18 more days until the retreat. I was holding on to that retreat for dear life. The retreat was the deadline. At the retreat, I would know, will we or won't we move forward? I put a lot of pressure on that retreat. I wonder if other people did the same. Maybe they did. Maybe they didn't. I certainly don't think that guy was counting on the retreat as a a finish line for us or a determining factor. I really think that he probably had checked out by then. And every day that he was away from me, every day that he was away from his son, every day that he was having peace and not being, ha not having to be responsible for anybody else but himself and having the freedom to go and do whatever he wanted, I think was just another day that he felt like, absolutely, this is one of what I want to do with my life. So I had a countdown. 
I'm sure he didn't have a countdown, but it was something that was giving me focus and a purpose. So I held on to it. Well, I guess that's all I could really say about this journal entry. There was a little bit of something new here with that book that I discovered that was helping me deal with my thoughts a little better. And then there was just waiting on the retreat and how the date was going to go. So follow me on the next episode to see what happens. Thanks again, everybody. And I will see you on the next one. And with that, we'll be wrapping up this week's episode. As always, I appreciate you taking some time out of your day to listen to my podcast. I know you have many other options to choose from. If you would like to join a community of women to discuss further details of the episodes and to reach out to me, you can find a link to our Facebook group in the show notes. If you just want to drop me a quick note, you can do so at www.heavypagespodcast.com. And if you enjoy listening to this podcast and haven't done so yet, I would appreciate if you would rate subscribe, and maybe share with others. And please remember that sometimes the pages of life can be heavy, but you don't have to turn them alone. I'll see you next week.